Okay, and welcome to our next episode of the Flourishing at Wickham podcast. And I'm delighted to be recording this one actually on location. We're here in Mr. Reed's office in the music department. And we're going to speak today about music. And we're going to link that to our flourishing theme of the term of sleep. We'll all have fond memories, I'm sure, of being sung to sleep. Or we may all may have a favourite lullaby. But sleep really is uh, an important topic, and music links into it in a number of ways. Mr. Reid, before we start properly, do you want to give us a few recollections of music and sleep and how you see those two being linked together? Um, yeah, I mean, when I was a young person, I went through quite a long period where I had trouble going to sleep. Um, and I can remember my father suggesting that listening to classical music might help me sleep. Um, the drawback was my parents aren't musical at all. Um, and my father only had two classical records in his collection and the one he put on to help me sleep was Mahler's Eighth Symphony which is nicknamed the Symphony of a Thousand and has a thousand people and is loud and fast and <laughs> I found it really quite counterproductive really but actually over time I, I um, created my own list of pieces and found actually classical music could help me sleep. I love that idea that you, know, you don't come from a musical family because anyone who knows you knows you're incredibly talented and passionate about music. Um, did that help you discover your interest and talent in it? Um, it was totally sort of... I, I, learned, I, became music, I, I became interested in music because one day on the way to school, a bloke stopped me and said, can you pitch a note? Um, and then I can remember going to rehearsal and hearing harmony for the first time and being part of it, and I found it magical, but my parents were never really interested and... In fact, at one point, they asked if they mind, would mind if I didn't go to the concerts because they found them a bit dull. <laughs> I could just uh, pitch a tent, let alone pitch a note. I mean, mm. it's uh, always an impressive skill. Um, so you, you have this experience of um, you know, trying to use some classical music to help you sleep, but it being the absolute wrong uh, music. Mm-hmm. Is there a tradition of music being composed with this idea of being relaxing, sleepy? Yeah, I suppose if we look at the past, we, we all... Um, can think of pieces, lullabies, bursas in French, um, and they go back hundreds of years. In the 19th century, composers such as Brahms um, wrote some really famous um, lullabies, and there's that sort of apocryphal story that Bach's um, uh, Goldberg variations were composed to help a count go to sleep. Um, actually, the interesting thing is all of those pieces have something in common, which is they tend to be in three time, they tend to be soft and they tend to be lilting. And if you listen to the theme of the Goldberg Variations, that does fit into that um, description. Because is it just folk wisdom that music can help you sleep? Or has anyone shown that this actually works? There have been a lot of studies um, where people have been examining how um, sleep might impact on going to sleep. There was one study I read which I found particularly interesting. It was in 2008, 
because they used two control groups. So they had one group that were exposed to classical music as they went to sleep, one an audio book, and one had no intervention. Um, and they did find a statistically significant impact on sleep quality for the people who listened to classical music, which they didn't find with the audio book or the no intervention. Um, and then the, the sort of impact listening to music had was they felt it could reduce um, sort of sympathetic nervous system activity, it re really reduced anxiety, blood pressure, respiratory rate, and also helped muscle relaxation and sort of distraction from from those little thoughts that keep us awake. Um, so, you know, people think that perhaps it sort of helps release those sleep-friendly hormones like serotonin and oxytocin. oxytocin. I suppose one of the beautiful advantages of listening to music before going to bed, as opposed to what some people do, which is a bad habit of watching the TV or something on their phones before they go to bed, is you don't have the light from your screen as well. So, yeah, I suppose that's the problem, though, is we listen to a lot of music now through our devices. So if you are going to listen to music before you go to sleep, you need to find a way and act to access it without having that blue light. Um, that's where Siri and Alexa can help, I think. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, um, I suppose not having headphones plugged in <laughs> that you roll over and kind of bump your ears on as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what about um, wider aspects of sleep and flourishing then? So, sorry, of uh, music, sleep. Uh, music and flourishing, sorry. Um, are there any other kind of benefits to listening to music for people's well-being, people's mood, and, and how does that work? Um, I suppose all the things that help us sleep um, and all the benefits of music for sleep, uh, the relaxation, the distraction from other thoughts, are going to be just as beneficial in everyday life if we don't want to go to sleep. Um, and it can help reduce stress. And I think also sometimes music's a wonderful doorway into memories that can make us feel happy in that sort of Proustian way. You listen to a piece of music, it takes you back 10 years. Um, and obviously music can have the opposite effect. When you need a bit of a pick-me-up, um, put your favourite song on and, you know, get a bit of dopamine released. And, um, you know, if you're going running, which I do every 10 years, um, put some music on, it'll help you, help you sort of with your physical exercise. I'm going to put you on the spot, Mr. Reed. Give us a few examples, or give us at least one example of a, of a song, which is a memory song for you, or a song you put on to psych you up for that once-a-decade run. Oh, goodness. Um, you have put me on the spot there. Um, actually, The Smiths takes me straight back to being a 15-year-old. Um, the Smith song, Ask, with that first line, shyness is nice and shyness can stop you from doing all the things in life you'd like to, is always a great motivator when I'm lacking courage. And for people who aren't of our generation, the Smiths are a pretty famous band. If you haven't had a chance to look them up and listen to them, please, please do. They've got, they've got a real cult following, haven't they, the Smiths? Absolutely. And great lyrics. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think they were featured on The Simpsons recently. Oh, really? Didn't think it went down too well. I think uh, they weren't <laughs> too happy with their presentation. Um, okay. So that's, that's listening to music. What about playing music? I mean, does that have similar benefits for, for us and our well-being? Yeah, I think it does. There's been a lot of um, well-trodden cases recently which talk about how um, music's just one human activity which is unique in that it combines right and left hemisphere activity in the brain along with 
finely tuned motor movement um, and that in itself means that sort of playing an instrument can be a real whole body workout mind and body um, other people other studies recently are suggesting it might help with memory and with verbal reasoning and and you often find it's the art that maths and science students really love they really connect with music um, I think there's the social benefits it's a great group activity one of the things I've really missed in the last year has been hymn singing and you think actually whole school hymn singing or singing in chapel is pretty much the only time in the week that everybody in school teacher pupil upper three clarins all do the same thing at the same time um, and that's kind of a, a really wonderful experience and I think also people who've sung in a choir or played in a band or an orchestra know there's a certain sort of thrill and magic that happens when you make music with other people um, which you just don't get in any other field of life. No we've seen over the last few years choirs have become so popular haven't they mm. I mean, not just in schools obviously they're always popular here but out in, the, out in the big wide world people joining them they must have just as you say real social benefits. It is and and there is this sort of magic. I can't I can't put a finger on what it is, but so many people, so many pupils I've taught over the years who will come out of a concert and just be so excited at the experience they had. Um, and I'm sure there are many, many, many uh, favourite hymns that you do have and the department has, but you know, when we get back to being able to all sing together in choir, what's the one you're looking forward to the most? I'm like pretty much everybody else here. I, I would sing Jerusalem every week. It's a great song. Yeah. And I say that as a proud Welshman, and I would obviously uh, you know, put my vote in for Bread of Heaven, um, but hearing the school sing Jerusalem and seeing the look on people's faces when they hear that, it does, as you said earlier, just create me creates memories for people, doesn't it? It really does. And that piece as well, with its sort of sweeping melodies, and because it builds up to those big climax points. You know, we all look forward to, you know, bring me my spear, Oh, clouds unfold. They, you know, the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up just thinking about it. Yeah, that, that hairs on the back of your neck kind of description. There's something physical, isn't there, mm. and, and visceral about the way music can affect us. It's not just um, an understanding of the science and the beauty behind it. Yes, absolutely. And, and we feel that sometimes as well when we're listening to a, a really great pop song where we almost can't stop moving or dancing around the kitchen. Um, yeah, fantastic experience. No, absolutely. I suppose, is it quite, do you see it as being quite universal? I mean, we're talking about music and you're obviously a musician and you love it. We're talking about pupils here who love their music. They play music to a great degree. We sing together in, in, in chapel. But there's something universal about music for all societies, isn't there? I don't think that they've found a society yet that hasn't got a music um, as part of it. I suppose in a lot of societies we, we, we use music for a way to connect our community together. Um, and we can see that here at Christmas, can't we, with the Charthouse Carol. And and I think one of the fun things with lockdown was seeing seniors singing the Charthouse Carol with current pupils and actually linking together generations of the community. But when you look all around the globe, you see music and community being a, a really important aspect. Yeah, I think this is a real anthropological kind of interest in music because of that as you say kind of wherever you go across the globe and however far back we look in history some form of music mm. seems to be a part of their their societies and hopefully it'll go back to being right at the heart of our society when uh, the lockdown restrictions finish and we can all do it together which we haven't been able to do as much 
over the last 14 or 15 months. Mr. Reed, it's been an absolute pleasure um, talking to you. Just as we finish, why don't you give us a few top tips then about how we can fit music into part of our well-being, part of our flourishing? Well, I think if we think if we go back to the theme of sleep, if you're listening to some music at night, pick something slow, 60 beats per minute with no surprises. Um, pick something really relaxing like Claire de Lune. Um, if you want to have something playing in the background, there was a British composer called Max Richter. He's created an eight-hour album um, just called Sleep, which is this wonderful, calm piece. And, and Richter said, you know, this is a personal lullaby for a frenetic world. Um, and I think that can be a, a wonderful doorway into um, a lovely, relaxing time, a relaxing sleep, and an, an escape from the pressures of everyday life. That's brilliant. A personal lullaby for a frenetic world. I think that's a wonderful way for us to leave uh, today's recording. So, um, Thank you, Mr. Reed. A pleasure as always. Uh, thank you to everybody listening. And do explore some of those ideas and listen to music, play music, sing loudly, and keep flourishing. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.